welcome to podcast 256 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod, I'm back to rule the roost after Dupe and Mad ran riot in last week's pod, unsupervised. Uh, but how are we doing, gentlemen, anyway? I'm glad you're back. You should have seen the stuff he was making me do after the call, Matt. I had a great time. Mm. Mm. Somebody needs to check that man's hard drive, that's all I'm saying. Look, Dupe, you weren't saying no at the time. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on, although we, we do have a matter of hard things, but more of that in a moment. Oh dear. Uh, today, we will have a save update from myself, and then our spotlight will focus on how to make Football Manager more difficult uh, than it already is for some. Some, some find it easier than others. Uh, particularly those of you that might be getting a bit bored at this stage in the game cycle or are indeed looking for a new challenge. So, uh, how to make things harder. Well, oh, that, sinking for a moment. that just happened. That did. That did just sink. By Other Duke. solutions are available, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> right, save update from myself. Uh, it's been a while since I've provided a save update. And last time I just moved from Groningen to Swansea and I'm now almost halfway through the season. It's taken again a while. Showdown duties and other bits and pieces generally get in the way, but it's going mightily well with the Swans at the moment. Currently top of the league, seven points clear. No, sorry, I've just looked. Nine points clear, in oh. fact, of second place. West Brom. This is how you get promoted, Matthew. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've like literally been digging for three seasons and you just waltz in and go nine points clear after 20 minutes. Yeah, it's fair play. Uh, but to be fair, like, it's uh, I've inherited a, a pretty good team, actually. I haven't really had to do a drastic amount of, of transfer business, even though I have. I've brought in quite a few players on loan because the, the, the board are expecting me to go up this year. I, I can't remember whether it was like via via the playoffs by winning the league or whatever but I plan to win the league um, but I've brought in some had some interesting transfer uh, goings on I, saw, I can't remember if I said it already but James Garner I, I, I sort of, he seemed to have quite a lot of good central midfielders and James Garner was the one that was coveted the most by other championship and lower Premier League clubs, so he moved on to Watford for fifteen point two five million. Whoa. So that's that was that's a sizable little sale there, and as a result of that, I was able to bring in quite a few more players. I used that to basically fund a, a transfer spree, but I haven't spent that much money. I brought in a total of eighteen point five mil in transfer fees. Uh, Marek Rodak, who was my starting goalkeeper at the start of the season, moved to Tenerife. Uh, because they came in and he wanted to leave. Uh, but then I brought in uh, a player called Florian Kastenmeier from Cone, who is uh, for 2.1 million, so a bit less, a bit younger, uh, pretty much the same keeper uh, in terms of attributes, but a bit better suited, I would say, to how I tend to play, you know, passing out from the back, etc. Uh, I signed Scott McKenna from Fulham for 3.1 million. He's great. A, a decent... A decent pickup, especially for the championship, can do a good job. Like even if I get promoted, bear in mind he's now uh, 29 years old, but very solid. I've got some very good centre centre back options. In terms of like the transfers I've needed to make, again, it was just bolstering an already decent side. 
Signed Callum Wilson on loan from Newcastle. Oh. Uh, he's he's barely featured. Bear in mind, he is now 33 and he's on the decline. Uh, so he may well... He's made three substitute appearances but not really done an awful lot, if I'm honest. So, But the one real standout, I dare say, was uh, a new gen called Marion Cruceru from... Uh, where did I sign him from? Uh, from Cluj in Romania. He's 19. He's already got four caps and one goal for the national team. But he has been amazing. He's a big meaty man. So that that is, you know, I'm following on with the, the FM meta with, with him. He's six foot six, jumping reach of 15, strength of 12. But he's also fairly quick and can finish. Although in the last game I just played against Stoke, he hit the bar and or post about about five times and still scored a hat trick. Did, so, did he hit the bar with his head or with the ball? <laughs> with the ball. Like there were a couple of strikes where he's just gone to put his boot through it and it's hit the underside of the crossbar and bounced down. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Um, so a few of those. But so in the 16 games, two of which were substitute appearances, he has scored 15 goals. Oh, yes. So he's he's pretty prolific at this level. I can't believe I managed to, like, bear in mind, Cluj are in the Champions League. I managed to lure him away from that and join join me at Swansea but he has been been quite something and then the rest of the uh, the other signings they've all been been loans um I've got a couple of younger players Jamie Donnelly who's at Spurs mm. I think he's an actual player he is, yeah. he's northern irish um his attributes look amazing but he's just not really done an awful lot so he doesn't really tend to get looking I signed a new gen called uh Kazuki Yoshida from Liverpool again attribute wise he's not that amazing his value is insane he's worth between 46 and 79 million which like was enough that I hadn't really seen him and then all of a sudden I think it was on deadline day it got suggested that I might want to look at this player so even if he is isn't that great I thought for that sort of value he's actually English despite his uh, his Japanese name he is <laughs> He does have some of the most interesting um, lineage or uh, family ancestry, I should say. He is so he is English. He's got four caps for the English under twenty ones. Also Japanese. Place of birth: Tiverton. Imagine that accent. Uh, <laughs> that'd be quite something. I got to Google uh, where that can... is now, Matt. <laughs> it's in Devon. So... Ah, excellent. Okay. So imagine how dupe sounds on steroids with a bit of Japanese and we're getting close. So it's If I did that, I think I might be cancelled, so I'm going to opt out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. This is why I'm giving you the description so you can all think about it in your own minds rather than me actually say it or even say it. Uh, but he could be the next Michael Owen, um, mainly because he's he's come through Liverpool's academy. Actually, uh, yes, he has. Uh, so decent, decent young player, but again, not really. He's got three assists in nine appearances, but not really seemingly done a lot. Um, but in terms of actual performances, yeah, um, 19 games gone, 47 points, one goal difference of 34, only lost two games so far, two drawn. So I'll take the 15 wins so far. Top goal, uh, top goal scorer of the league, I believe, is uh, our man, um, uh, Bruce Aru with 15. Oh, so he's t- he's also top average ratings. Uh, Shola Short, Shoratai, or... Shoratiri, sorry, I should yes. I should pronounce his name correctly. Uh, ten assists so far. Okay. For, for, he, I, for who? For you? For me, I got him on loan. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you got him on loan. Yeah. Love that. So, 
So uh, that's another. I, it's basically loan FC at this point. I didn't really want. I was given thirty million to spend, but I've spent ten million of and uh, a fifteen million pound net transfer. So I've got I've got loads of money in the bank still. Um, but I didn't, and like I said, didn't really need to make a drastic amount of signings. It was a squad that should have got promoted last season and and didn't. Um, I've just got to hope that with uh, January incoming, I don't lose too many of my players because obviously I'm doing well, and so there are a number of players that are wanted. Um, I should probably update you on Patrick Bamford if you uh, mm. if you may remember he I I inherited him and Rian Brewster, so Team BGB is back. But but Bamford Bamford started off well. And then once Cruzeru came in, he kind of stole his starting berth and Bamford hasn't really had a look in since. He's looking to move to the MLS. Flynn Downs, who is, is quite a topical player at the moment because I think West Ham are looking to sign him in real life. Um, he's currently at Swansea in real life, but he's been um, he's pretty consistent. He's been injured, but again, decent young player who I inherited. And then there's another young centre half who has come through the youth system, who's Irish, so Mad likes this. Yes. Um, called Colin Cummins. Talking about hard things and Colin. <laughs> Colin. Uh, but could could be a, a very. He's got 22 caps for the Irish under 21s at 18, which is mental. He's a new gen. Obviously, so he's a new gen, right? He, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, you know, give him opportunities to play when I can. Because now he's turned eighteen, he needs that game time to optimize his development. But yeah, I think that that'll do. Really, there's not really a not a lot else to to add to that. I keep on thinking of things and then adding them in. But I'll I'll open the floor to questions if you have any, chaps. Well, one thing that comes to mind, I'm just picturing you having a, a discussion or uh, in the media referring to Colin Cummins, and then you just you know you can type open text underneath the options, and you just write dags. But that's not my question. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my question is, how did you find the Romanian chap? Did you say he was a new gen as well? Like Cruzeru, is that what you called him? Cruzeru. Yeah. Um, how did you I find him? I remember how you're supposed to pronounce Radicanu. Her name's Romanian, right? Yeah. So I think it's Cruzeru. Yeah, I think that's okay. how I'm supposed to. How, how did you find him? Like, how did you scout him? Was it attributes based? Were you wandering in the obscurities of the Romanian leagues? I, I'll be honest, I can't remember. I, I can't remember if. Because I what I tend to do, particularly around the start, if I if I've just joined a team, especially if I've got money, I'll go through the national teams mm. and then the under twenty, and then I'll just scout all. Um, and so, I'm quite sure that's what I would have done to find him. I you know attribute masking is on, so he, I wouldn't have been able to see it. I yeah. went to something like Red Star in Serbia as well. Did you know the usual the, the usual haunts, but Cluj would have been a surprise inclusion so I, i'm quite sure it was sort of manual manually assigning scouts to to national teams or i, I think actually i saw because he's got 12 caps for the under 21 but only one under 21 goal um so sometimes i'll i'll look at those sorts of records and hope i believe he already had a cap for the romanian national team when i tried to sign him though but he was in the under 21s but anyone who is of has a value like bear in mind, he's now worth between seventeen point five and twenty one million, considering I only signed him at three. It's it's quite a meteoric rise from from where he was at 
and even at Cluj, his record, goalscoring record wasn't crazy. So he's been there for, or he was there for five five years. He made 55 appearances and 18 goals. Um, so didn't exactly set the world alight, but he just seems to work in the uh, the 4-3-3 system that I've sort of been playing since I left Groningen. In fact, it's this I've, I've basically transport transported the the same tactic. Made a few minor changes, but not an awful lot um, between between those two. Although there is there is a little bit of news actually. Um, I completely forgot about um, it, when I think the last time I would have mentioned this save would have been when we had Miles on the pod, so two fifty. Yes, and I mentioned about that young player that I sort of. I was would, was willing to stay at Groningen for and see his development yes. continue. Um, well, because I've got a lot of money, relatively speaking, I bought him. Yeah, he's on the bus. So, so it took a lot of convincing to get him to join because, like Groningen, they're in the Europa League. So, <laughs> um, and the, whoever's taken over my job, uh, he's playing him, but just not getting the best out of him. So I thought. You know, and and I happen to remember there was a release clause in his contract. So for <laughs> that you left there. I didn't put it in. It was actually requested by his agent. I couldn't get rid of it. It was one of those, uh, one of the you can set the value, but you can't you remove, can't remove the, it. The yeah, 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 yeah. So that. it was just a case of I get the max, set the maximum I could. Bear in mind, at that point, I wasn't planning on leaving Groningen, so mm-hmm. it wasn't. I know I have history for setting minimum release clauses of zero. Uh, when I've been pissed off by a club, but this wasn't one of those cases. Uh, so he is joining in January, so he he is very close to joining, which will be awesome. He's just turned eighteen, so he will be fighting for a starting berth, hopefully straight away with the players that I've already got. I've got the likes of sort of Morgan Gibbs White, who would play in his position, as well as a, a couple of other younger players. So it's. It's actually a quite a good little team I've started building, or that I've been able to build upon that I inherited, um, as well as some players who will look to sort of slowly be phased out, I think, or maybe get sold from underneath me. Um, I've got, I think I brought him up before. I've got uh, Uriel Antuna, who's a Mexican international. Uh, where where would he start? I think he I think he starts the game at Chivas. I'm not sure if you've come across him dupe at all in any of your sort of jaunts across North America. I think it was too late, um, to be honest. I, it doesn't ring a bell for this time whilst I'm in the MLS, to be honest. So, but he he's absolutely dicking um, the championship because he's just too good. Currently searching for him uh, now. Um, but he he's on an average rating of seven point four three. But I'm fully anticipating him leaving in January because he's got a year and a half on his contract left. But he's worth twenty eight million. Um, his agent just came to me actually fairly recently asking for a new contract and I told him to go and promptly sack him, which I've never actually used in fear of the the player kicking off, but he was quite happy to get rid I've, of him and the contract concerns have disappeared too. I've never had it where they kick off. I've always had they just they just sack their agent. It's really weird. What was his name at, sir? Uriel Antuna. Uh, U-R-I-E-L, the first name, A-N-T-U-N-A. I like the fish. Does that sack agent option only pop up at certain points of the negotiations? I believe so. Like, so this was the the agent proposed a new contract because he's been playing so right, well. Right, so maybe that's a good time for it to come up then. Yeah, I've often so kind that's... of been like, I wish it would pop up because I don't like this chief. <laughs> no, in in the past, I've had it where where they've the players have have 
said, actually, I'm not doing that. I don't like the way you're speaking to me. Um, leave me alone. But mm. yeah, he's had a, a standout season for me. If I could hold on to him, he's got at least two good seasons in the Premier League, assuming I get promoted as I'm anticipating to do. Yeah. Um, but he plays on either wing and has probably scored more goals than I expected. 11 goals and 11 assists in 22 games, which is a bit mental. Yeah, goal contribution per game was really good. Yeah. So, so in the championship, he's tearing it up. So I may look to cash in on him, but I don't really have a replacement at the moment. So uh, we'll watch this space with that one, I guess. Uh, I think the, the the areas I need to look look at improving are the wide areas. Um, but yeah. So the next one I'll bring you will probably be at the end of the season or if I know that I've been promoted fairly sharpish, hopefully as champions. Just rub it into if, mad. If, if, assuming things don't all go Pete Tong. So I do have, at the moment, it's a case of at least half the starting 11 are, if not extending that to the the 18, are wanted by someone. And usually, most likely in a higher division or with more spending power. I have to ask Matt, where where is Shola Shoratire starting for you in that team? And where yes, where do you play him? Yeah. Um I he he I tend to rotate him with a couple of players. So at the moment actually he's been coming in from the bench. Uh, he's played the, I think he's played the last few games from the bench mainly because I've been sort of resting players um or rotating due to sort of injuries. But I'll either play him off either wing or okay play him as a Mazala or the like the centre midfield attack of the, the two midfielders he he's so versatile he yeah. can play anywhere like and he because he's still young he does have like as I'm sure you're aware he'll have those dips mm. where there'll be one game where he just doesn't work as well or he gets marked out of the game yeah or he just goes invisible yeah. Mistake. Yeah. yeah so there are those games and if that happens I'll just drop him for a bit which is I think is probably the case now he's one of the in terms of on paper, he's one of the better players. But I'm fortunate that I've got other players that can sort of deputise. I'd imagine uh, once January comes and I get Jamiro Huygen in, he will probably move to a a wing position more permanently. Okay. Because that's sort of an area that I have a a a weakness at at the moment. And he's one of the better players, especially as Rian Brewster's also picked up a a more recent injury he's out for a few weeks now so I'm trying some of the younger lads that I've got in on loan to try and sort of spread a bit of the load because I I do prefer to have a smaller squad um, but some of those players I'm not even paying a wage for so I don't mind sort of not playing them um, but yeah we'll we'll see how how things progress next time I provide you with an update Sounds exciting. I'm looking forward to when you get in the Premier League, get that little bit more cash. You're always a shrewd uh, buyer and see if you can uh, if you can manage that step up. It'll be exciting to hear, Matt. I don't, I, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what I would expect if I got promoted. I got 30 million to, to tr- like get out of the championship. Yeah. So if I get into the Premier League, I would expect to be given more money. I don't like spending it. Like I said, I'm pretty shrewd when it comes to comes to I would look at least initially to consolidate in the Premier League if I got promoted um, rather than just go all out and go for Europe because it also that's slightly unrealistic um, and I don't think like I'm lucky to, I was lucky to get Cruiseru in um, and it also depends on who leaves well yeah to and what what money I get in for those for those I wouldn't make wholesale changes I feel like 
I mean, we've spoke about it quite frequently and more recently on the pod anyway, but I feel like morale and the dynamics of a team drastic like that is how you get good form together uh, like having high team cohesion good club atmosphere are really important and so i'd be reluctant to get rid of like, i've got three team leaders at the moment and one of those is the antuna and two or other players that have been at the club for a number of seasons now in fact at least since the start of the save and they they are they are starting yeah. so the i think the only player that i would, I would look to see go is probably Bamford but I can afford to lose him with because he's not a team leader um, but yeah it'll be it's I every time I sort of go away from this and then come back I'm like oh I've, actually I remember this is actually a good save and that's, there's a reason why I continue with it um, so I look to get a bit more game time um, a bit more a bit more often because it does seem to be sort of fits and starts I'll sort of visit it for a week per month and then it goes cold again um, so I'm glad I've been able to pick it up again, sort of past couple of days post showdown, uh, to to actually get a bit of time in. Good man, I'm, I'm well up to glad for you, man. Like it's it's always exciting, especially for someone like you, Matt. You you love this game and you never play enough of it, and you always moan that you never play enough of it. So it's always good to listen of you playing it and enjoying it. So that's good, mate. Shall we move on to our spotlight? Gentlemen, I don't know why I've done that weird accent. I don't know what the accent was. Is it Welsh? Frankly, Spotlight. It, it actually sounded a bit <laughs> it Welsh. Did. Yeah, he's been doing Swansea. He's think, he thinks he's yeah. Welsh now, you know. I'm Swansea. That that wasn't Welsh. That no. was actually maybe it was close enough. Better than most Welsh accents. I was trying to think of how Hugh Edwards taught. It's Said, all about tidy. elongating the vowels. Tidy. Um. Anyway, so this this spotlight this week is on how we go about making football manager more difficult. Uh, so we have a raft of ideas in which, like, and th- this is this doesn't mean you necessarily half ha- half <laughs> my words. <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> have to <laughs> doesn't mean you have to start a new save. Some of these, uh, but most of these will be sort of for for new saves. Some of them. However, are not they? They are. They can be implemented within existing saves if you've perhaps got to like thirty seasons in, and you're just banging out Champions League after Champions League, and you want to completely, you know, you want a complete refresh. Some of these might be implementable there, but this is mainly for a new save, but not a new save uh, like idea or a, a team per se. These are ways to actually increase difficulty within game. So you can struggle. So who wants to start us off, gentlemen? I feel like I talk about how difficult my save is every time I mention it. So I don't think we'll talk about that that idea. Um, <laughs> but we could touch on the homegrown maybe, just because I, it was a save that I, it's it's been around for a while. And I, I did one in FM21. So the homegrown idea is basically the club, you know, you choose a nation. Um, and the club that you choose to manage is... Is, I suppose whatever nation that's in, you can only sign players from from that nation. Now, in you know, needless to say, the Irish way of doing it when I was managing Angers was it was um, any any French players or any players with French nationality first or second. So it did allow us to just stretch it out a little bit. Um, I, rem- I I recall discovering that Pierre is it Pierre Emile Hoiberg, Spurs guy, second nationality French. 
I was delighted to bring him in. Um, so that that allows you to be a little bit more flexible, a little bit more flexible. But uh, it's it's a really good way of looking at it in terms of a long term save. It it does connect, I suppose, towards that idea of build a nation as a save idea or concept. But you know, if you do want to give yourself a little bit more limitations, a bit more control in the transfer market, because we've seen it. You know, you can take a team in in FM, and if you have any little bit of cash, and if you're, you know, up in the top league, usually, it probably won't take you that long to be to be hitting Champions League. You know, if you're taking like an Everton or a Villa or someone like that, or Newcastle. Um, let's not talk about it, dude. We said we wouldn't talk about it. Okay. Sorry. Um. So the homegrown thing, I suppose, it, it does contain that a little bit. It, it stretches it out. It gives you a narrative. It gives you restrictions in which to operate. Um, you know, I love a save filter or a player search filter even. Um, so in that case, I was, you know, doing the Andre save French only players. It started off difficult, um, mainly because at the club I had, you couldn't just sign anyone French, right? The interest comes into play, the, the reputation of the club, who you can sign. So you, you do have to get creative. You do have to get expansive. And then the budget obviously comes into it as well. And as it progresses, then you can, you know, you're, you're pushing out the boundaries and you go through a new season. Let's say your expectations are, you know, mid table or avoid relegation. As you start to push that up and you go into the new season, you start to see, oh, oh, suddenly this player is now interested in coming. Um, and that that gives you that longevity. And it's it's very enjoyable, I have to say. Um, and the the other goal you can throw in there is, you know, trying to trying to obtain the, the national job at the end of it, but doing it organically, you know, rather than taking them over hoping you get offered it. Um, and it just it just ties it all together really nicely. I think I did nine seasons at Angers and that was really good save. But it was hard. It was definitely tough. It's something that I've always fancied. Uh, I think I even did a little bit of a homegrown one in Southampton on a YouTube video that I've done before. Uh, or a YouTube series, I say. But uh, for me, it just... I've only would ever do English. So I maybe... Yeah, maybe... Maybe going over to France might be, or, or a, a European nation at least. What what other limitations or what other um, surprises did you find, Matt? Like you said, Hoiberg was one of them. But did you did you kind of look at a player and think, hang on, I've never known that you had a link to France, etc., cetera, etc.? Because cetera. obviously, with me doing the MLS and trying to find American players, I get some players and I think, wow, I didn't know you had a bit of American in you. Um. Surprise! I mean, apart from Hoiberg, I'm trying to think of other surprise players. I'm, I'm sure there was, but there was one. There was one particular player. Um, his name is Mohamed Ali Cho. Um, he's a real life player at Angers. He's just uh, in real life this summer, like last week, moved to Real Sociedad. I guess his, um, his agility is quite light because he floats like a butterfly, right? <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> on the like a butterfly he's enjoyed that like a bit a too much he's had a good one there <laughs> it was a good one I'm not going to lie <laughs> we let him have that one we let him have that one um, what was shit week right? let was... me have it <laughs> <laughs> yeah true you can have it too if you deserve it Cheers, he um, racking my brains here was brought up either born in London or brought up in London as a, as a young kid um, so for all intents and purposes you think oh he's English but uh, he's actually French as well either because either because he was born in France and moved to England or it's his parents um, I had no idea about this guy at all and when I've taken over Angie back then he was in the under 18 or under 19 squad as like a 16, 17 year old and I was like oh he doesn't look too bad and then as I started digging into it it was actually do you know what happened I, I spoke about this before somebody tweeted me to say I went to school with him because I had mentioned him on the blog oh, wow. I went to school with him in London but then he's moved over back to Angers let's say as a 16 year old to, to play his football um, 
So that was kind of interesting in the sense of like, oh, he could play for England or he could play for France. He's a bit like, I suppose, like Michael Olise maybe or one of those guys. Um, yeah, Musiala is probably another one where yeah. he's, he, he not only qualifies through uh, sort of ancestry through like for a number of different leagues, but also then he, he was in Chelsea's youth system. Mm. And so like by citizenship, he also qualifies for England and a few others, I guess. We've had a know. lot, haven't we? Like Lamptey, this... Uh, Owen, Owen Hart... Owen Hargreaves yes. was a trailblazer oh, yeah, in, in, that, in that case. But like Lamptey come out today and said that he, he, he's switching to being Ghanaian, right? To, to represent Ghana. Williams, Inaki Williams just yes. did it as well. Yeah, they're going to have a great yeah. little side. Um, yeah, no, it's very interesting, that sort of thing. But no, I like it, man. It's a good idea. It does, and it, it's, also, it's different. As I said, it's different. It gives you a bit of constraint, and it stops the save from taking off too quick because you might get fed up of it if, you, if it goes too easy. But it's um, also one that you, if you're finding that you have run away with a save, you can you could actually switch to that midway through. Right? Implement you, you, there's nothing stopping you from yeah, saying, 100%. "This squad I've built up, you know what? We, we're changing tact." Doesn't matter if you have a chairman that backs that or not, but it gives you gives you that option to make it a bit more fun and interesting. And you can, or may, maybe even you've you've got sort of, you've had a golden generation in terms of not just the youth intake, but you've you've had a number of seasons of domination, and now those players are. Sort of cloak winding down their careers, mm. and rather than buying a whole new crop, you actually will manufacture them this time. Yeah. Mm. So, can breathe life life into a new save as well as um, a start of a brand new one too. That was one of the examples, anyway. I just don't do what Curti did because he did one at Man City, and he there was are, buying there are, Jack. There Ork are or ways something. of doing doing that well, <laughs> and it's how I did it. So, I got a Champions League with. Fraser Forster. His Papa Don broken wrist, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it can be done uh, if you decide to get rid of all of <laughs> all of the Brits in your team. Uh, sorry, get rid of anyone but the British in your team. Um, Brexit means Brexit, etc. Yes. Um, likes this. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> next, next idea, please. I'm gonna we'll go with Duke. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take this one. Um, now a lot of people play with it anyway. Um, a lot of people think that don't give you the respect if you don't play with it. Let's talk about attribute masking. So obviously this would entail you starting a new save, but if you are new to the game or you are getting used to the game, having at, I have, I always get this wrong. Having attribute masking off means that you can see all of the attributes. So it means it makes it a little bit easier. You can go into the search. You don't really need your scouts. You can just go in and say, I want somebody with 15 finishing, 15 acceleration, 15 pace, and it will give you everybody that has it. What attribute masking does is it masks the attributes. So what it'll do is it'll give you a data range. It will say, ah, oh, between 12 and 18. And the more you scout the player or watch the player, that will then slowly, slowly come closer to a value. That makes the game considerably harder. There's a big jump from having attribute masking off to having attribute masking on. And every time okay. I start a new save, I have to hover over it to make sure I'm doing the right thing. So by default, it is uh, attribute masking is off rather than being on. Yes. Uh, so, so if you don't know what we're talking about and you've never looked at the options in detail, chances are you've been playing it with, with it, with it um, off anyway. I think I've got that yes. right. I've just got it the wrong way around. Whichever way around. <laughs> but I will say this. It's not that I don't respect it. If you play with it where you can see all the attributes, everything you've done is null and void from this point. <laughs> okay? Because you're basically... Like Matt, do the same. You won it all by bloody cheating. <laughs> they did win it all by bloody cheating. 
like the thing is that like, yeah i i get the point that if you you still need to scout players because there are hidden attributes that you can't see and you can only get those values from scouting a player like their consistency for example is is one of those values that is hidden and you can't see unless you use well, the in-game yeah. editor in which case is cheating yeah. um but searching for players in the player search screen when you can just search a range of attributes yes you can still do that with attribute masking on and it will return some players but it's never as accurate as it is when uh when you can see everyone's from without even having to scout anyone i have to be honest as a streamer as a, uh, as somebody that is very interactive with their chat i always think have an attribute i would like to have attribute masking off so i'd like to have all the attributes because what happens is somebody comes in the stream and they go i've got this player can, can i see how good he is in your stream and then you go yeah no problem and then you waste money by getting a scout to scout that player and by the time he's scouted the player the person's already buggered off <laughs> so it'd always be nice to kind of just see the whole of the attributes, but I can't remember ever playing with the match uh, attributes just completely visible. It's it's very a strange concept. I don't think I ever me. have either. No, I'm I'm fairly certain I've never done it. The only time I would Excellent. load up a save like that is if I need some screenshots, like for a blog or something we're writing. Um, but I feel like it, it's part of it, right? The scouting, the time it takes. You know, if you're at a small club and you want to scout twenty five players. Um, it takes a while, right? It genuinely does. And that adds to the challenge because you might, at, at some point, you might have to take a gamble. So if you're trying to, if you're looking at a player and, and other teams are interested, if you don't get all of the scouting complete and someone else throws a bid in, sometimes you have to bite the bullet. I also like the fact then that when you're scouting, you can choose the um, prioritization. So you can actually bump one guy up to the top of the list to say, oh, he's the number one priority. I need his attributes now. Um, so that's gonna again. It's all part of the, it's all part of it, but too easy otherwise. It certainly makes transfer deadline day interesting when you have it on. Oh yes. No, when you have it off, when you can't see anything, I'm getting really confused now. When when you have so it, it's getting to gamble. <laughs> you have on, to gambling on a player when you can't see all of their attributes. Who you've even even one that you've been scouting for like a week yeah. and you still haven't got everything back. No, absolutely. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah. All for the gamble. It, it makes that signing that player and him scoring that first goal just a little bit extra special because you go, I gambled on him and look what he's done. He's paid me back for that gamble. And then he never scores again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I will usually do that, employ that tactic when it's alone. Like it's yeah. not permanent and it doesn't really matter. Uh, there are some players that I've done. In fact, I'd signed a left back because I needed someone to come in. I thought they're at Chelsea. They might be okay. They were not okay. They were fucking dire. Um, <laughs> Eric Dyer. Fortunately, it wasn't Kieran a permanent Dyer. deal. Um, I have to be honest. Yeah, it, actually, he wasn't left back. He's a central midfielder who who I who I I didn't really need him. He was going to be a backup, but he was highly rated and suggested that I go for him. Um, yeah, didn't didn't work out as planned. Um, I did a little. Yeah. I did a lot of gambling during the. Um... Pentagon challenge because I always thought, well, if I screw it right up, I'll just move to another club. And it's just, it's just a concept of I've never had before because I've always stayed in one place. So it's just like Steve Bruce have a lot in common, dude. If it goes wrong, I'll just, you know, I have no links to the club. I'll just go elsewhere and win it elsewhere, which I did a couple of times. Go and go and sign all of the players that I liked from that club as well. Yeah, happy days. That's definitely a Steve Bruce thing. Uh, I don't think he's signed anywhere from Newcastle yet, uh, but he's looking at Carl Darlow, I believe, in real life. Did, he not, uh, did Andy Carroll not go? No, wait. No, he went dreaming. Ready. No, 
he he left West Brom uh, and moved to Reading. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Can't blame so, him. Yeah. Do can we? I, I think we have this on the list, but maybe we can link it in or tie it in. There's also the option to go completely attributeless. Um, right and I think it's a skin I've never done this before I've seen it done on maybe like Twitch or YouTube on my save obviously <laughs> you, when did you, you do it about? brilliant okay uh, yes you can ladies and gentlemen you can go completely you you? Oh, I'm confused now I r- decided to run it because Moneyball is not tough enough ah, yes, I ran it on my Moneyball save and it made it even harder but what you can do is you can download a third party skin and you can go ahead and find an attributeless skin where it basically just covers all your attributes up or it gives you like a color that's another option um so obviously red, like red amber bad. green yeah or... that sort of thing yeah. but it will that it won't give you a numerical value um interesting just to add another concept to it and obviously you can do that mid save so that wouldn't wouldn't be a thing that you had to start a brand new save with but really think about that because it does make it difficult really difficult and the urge then you find a player and you're like his his statistics state and this is the only time you're allowed to say stats his stats would state that he does the correct amount of headers per 90 but how good is he really and then you just turn the attribute mask and uh, the attribute skin off and then you have a little look and then you turn it back on oh yeah he's great we'll use him Um, he actually just gets the ball kicked into his face a lot yeah (laughs) the head's the size of a fridge (laughs) Harry Maguire um I'm sure it'll be tough. Uh, I, like I, I'm tempted by it in a way because it's just like I, I would have no idea what to do. And you know, when you've played FM as long as we have, um, yeah. I think at some point I'd give it a go. But I, I would need to be m- smarter than I am in terms of the statistical I, I'll, element. I'll be honest, I'm not convinced uh, FM is quite where it needs to be to be able to do that properly mm. with the stats. Because you mean? with with it, it, it's not even it's more how like, it's difficult to be able to track stats of players that aren't yours yeah. properly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you found trouble with, Duke, right? Was that it It became incredibly difficult to be able to actually sign players, particularly if it's rather than att- attribute-less, like, try, I bet it's more the, the money ball part of that, is to be able to do like true money ball. Yeah. It's... It's not easy to be able to do that with players, like particularly if you're. I'll, I'll throw out an example, that, and I guess we should probably explain what Moneyball is, like the actual Moneyball, because a lot of people play FM thinking they're Moneyballing when it really it's just you're buying low and selling mm. high, which isn't what Moneyball is at all. Moneyball is um, buying players who, who maybe don't uh, who as a centre half, but maybe they are excellent ball winners in a midfield area. And so you convert them from being a centre-half to a defensive midfielder. That is an example yeah. of Moneyball in footballing terms. But being being able to actually extrapolate that using stats within FM, bearing in mind you can't really see where the tackles are made, so you couldn't necessarily make that decision until after you've made it. And realistically, if you had attributes turned on, you would use the attributes to make that decision rather than the statistics. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have to give a shout out to the uh, uh, chap on Twitch called the Cult, the Cult of, who is who has just completed his Boston Moneyball and Attributeless Skin series, and it's very good. He does it very, very well. Uh, he also works for the game, so he probably knows some of the ins and outs that most might not. 
but it's very, very ta challenging. It was very taxing on the mind. It's very time consuming. I had, at times, I had like a Google sheet that had about 15 to 20 tabs on that. I was just extracting as much raw data as I could as we went along so we didn't miss out on it. You go one day too far and all the statistics from last year just disappear into thin air. And it's very difficult to kind of then make a judgment call on on an overview screen. So, yeah, absolutely, Matt. It is one of those that if you get it right and you can do it, fair play. Because it is difficult. But there's a lot out there that have tried and very heavily failed, like myself. I think that was one step too far. I think if, if uh, FM was able to shut that I think it's it, it's more tracking players in general. I think if if in FM23 there are there is a big improvement to make anywhere it is the tracking of 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 attributes and improvements there but also in terms of being even if it's just export it out somewhere um a bit more efficiently so that you don't so or even if it's just a, it exports it to a file and then you can bring that back into the game because uh, like your the point you made there about the, the stats dropping off at each season after a certain date if you don't know what that date is you can't really do that kind of save and i guess you would know what that is if you're employing that sort of save mm. but either way it's nice to be able to go back and say oh this guy did all of this this season these are his and, and then it's easy to do comparisons to see if they've actually improved following that change of position or or change of role whatever you've you've done and you don't have to be doing this kind of save for to benefit from those changes either um but should we move on um one one of the suggestions that we were discussing um actually which we all actually quite liked and again it would require a new save but it's using fake players surprisingly yeah. made me smile so much like we 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 were chatting about sort of what what could we do for this one ahead of recording and uh, i went back to a list for a video i was going to make in 2019 and this was on it and we weren't really sure how it would actually work uh in terms of whether it's just each team gets completely randomly generated players or whether they are like it's kind of pez mode in fm where they are actual players but they're you know masked with random names um and it is that that it, but it's still quite cool, and there are some players but, that you can't work out who they are necessarily easily, and it will turn into madness um, once you get a few seasons in. Plus, n each time you start a new save, all of the names are sort of completely different. So, the example we used was Brent, Ben Brereton Diaz to see what he would turn into, and he was Gonzalo something or other in one save, and then he was something else in another. Yeah. So they're not. Whilst their attributes will remain the same, that their names don't. So at least there is some uniqueness to each save. But it ma makes it more difficult, especially if you are going to be managing in a division you don't really know, because there's no chance you're going to know who the, who the players actually are, because you're going to be looking at completely, like whilst they may be based on real players, you can't just search up a name on TransferMark to see who who's worth like signing potentially or anything like that so it makes it more difficult to cheat directly in terms of uh, looking up scouted lists and things like that and it also gives like I said that uniqueness to a save universe that you wouldn't have like, everyone else's uh, each football manager save is unique in what can happen within it but in this it would be genuinely unique to you as well 
He kind of reminds me from that scene in The Simpsons but when, when the, the whole town is trying to decide what to do with all the cash and Mr. Burns comes in with the moustache on. And he's like, hello, my name is Mr. Snurub. Yes, that'll do. Because <laughs> you're looking at these players. We looked at Bruno Fernandes, I think, and it was like, it's Bruno Fernandes, but he was, I can't remember what the name was. In your no, I, think, I think the best one was, was Aaron Wambasaka, who, uh, he clearly was Aaron Wambasaka, and it was like, Brian Smith or something on the right back. Yeah. It was just like twenty tackling. Yeah, it was. It was you. You'd get some players that are like quite, you know, completely different um, names, like not even close. Um, we're trying to find Ronaldo and and I can't I can't remember some of them, but it was it was such a fun way. And actually, to be fair, very. And this is what I say about. And this is a bit of a tangent. I'm sorry, but um i was actually recently listening to something with the mad scientist was on and he was talking about his databases and as much as i love the idea of the databases i'd find more time just going through looking at the players and that's pretty much what just i did the crack. right we were <laughs> trying to work out who was who and i was looking at oh what ran i mean it's pointless but what random name did they give Neymar? oh they gave him that brilliant brilliant i'll move on now next one and i think that would kind of be the bit where i get i think if i did it i'd have to sim like mad said earlier sim a couple of years and then just kind of never look at transfer history and just go for it and then try and, I don't know, it, it, it's, it seems... You'd be, be lost among the madness and you'd, you every day, every, every day would be a discovery, you know, you'd be like, oh, oh I found, you know, you know yeah. you'd be like, I found, um, you know, like Bellingham and it'd be like, well, you know, in normal FM you can just search for him, but you'd yeah, be delighted yeah. if you found him somewhere because you're not, it, you didn't have to look the for him. the danger is when real life and your your fantasy universe crossover and you start suggesting players from this fantasy universe that teams should sign and then you realise they probably already have signed him under his actual, actual name, name yeah. rather than, <laughs> rather than mm. the fantasy name you know him by now. It is, yeah, no, it is cool. I think it's, um, it's, it's maybe a challenge that we should set ourselves next year when the new game comes out and just, just maybe like just have that save in the background and then we'll just address it every now and then and just see, you know, maybe at the end of season two, we'll get together and it'll be like, right, uh, I had this guy playing up front for me. He's got these attributes. Who do you think it might be? Because I think that could be a great quiz for you, Matt. I mean, where my mind is going here, it's because I'm obviously a glutton for punishment. I'm like, homegrown save, France, fake players, um, you know, like League Two or something like that. Kind of go five seasons and then go, right, I need to go and find out who these players are now. And then you're like, oh, I've accidentally ended up with, you know, someone you wouldn't expect it like um, I think that would be a bit well, of a as well let me tell you this Matt if you're going to start in League 2 do you know what you could also start with low reputation and no badges oh smooth uh, so <laughs> this is another option we did and I remember if I remember rightly Matt spent ages putting something together I can't remember it was a save he put something together he went in a very Black good side Black. with zero Reputation and zero badges, and found it very difficult, didn't you, Matt? It was Newcastle. It was your Newcastle, so. Oh, it was Newcastle. Yeah. Yep. That went well. And you got sacked quite early on because you had no reputation. People would listen to me. Yeah. And if yeah, that that yeah, I remember that. Sorry, that. We said it that. before. We said it before. Always, but I felt like that was like the first version of the game where it actually mattered. Like uh, previously, I would, that's how I always started, and it didn't really seem to change how things would go. Strange, isn't uh, it? But F I think was that FM seventeen or FM eighteen? I can't remember. But yeah. either way, it was it was the first game where it, it, I felt like that change actually mattered, uh, and that your that the players 
responded to you very differently depending on what your coaching badges were and what your level of reputation was uh, but I think even even at the like basically if you start with low reputation and or sort of low reputation slash experience so start as a Sunday league footballer and with no coaching badges unless you start in the conference north or south you're going to struggle mm. because players will unless you unless you somehow manage to just carve out results and never lose that's the only way you can make that work because uh, you the dressing room dynamics will be so against you that you can't turn things around once things start going badly. Um, whereas if you are, you have a, a sufficient reputation and experience level in game, you can usually, even if you suffer a couple of losses, you can usually win players around. Um, again, that I guess harks back to my save and actually utilizing the dynamics sort of portion of the game to sort of extract better performances out of poorer players um, but yeah that was a, a lovely segue dude Cheers, uh, so so that was uh, two birds one stone um, we will we have time for I guess one more really if we want to squeeze the quiz in so we'll I guess I'm going to I'll cover two in one which is it's, it's kind of again needs a new save but you can disable the first transfer window so you you have to start with the squad you're given, um, which it, it kind of. I think for realism, you may want to do that, particularly if you are starting with a more up to date database, uh, sort of with the with where we're at in terms of season, like in between mm -hmm. seasons. Um, it may be if you're looking to do that, it may be worth waiting until the transfer window closes, so at least your team is locked in, rather than you might feel like, oh, I missed out on. X signing because I started this save like two days before he was brought in, and now I can't sign anyone until January. But that that gives you a. I always feel feel it's a bit weird. Like your your club's business has been done and concluded, but obviously you start the save before they were signed, but you already have them. It's this weird, bizarro world yeah. sort of universe where you've already got the players, and you really you wouldn't have the money to sign them, but somehow you magically do. Um, but there you go. And the other part of that would be club culture. So you can pick a team with a club culture that makes it difficult. So we, you, again, you could go for like the homegrown thing or a particular tactic, particular playing style. Um, maybe even pick one that goes against how you like to play and try. That basically forces you to play more defensively or more attacking if you like, vice versa. So um, there are a number of options. And I think all of those probably make it more difficult um, to actually, at least the first six months, if nothing else. Uh, and obviously the club culture thing is something that can change over time. So it's it's something that you can cultivate with the team that you that you start with, um, and and go from there. So I think I think that rounds things off quite nicely, chaps. Yeah. So I'll hand things over to Paddles. For quiz master duties, it's time for the quiz. Quiz master duties, indeed. Um, Matt, did you hear Dupe won the quiz last week against himself? <laughs> I did. I did. I did great. And at the end, he goes, "I enjoyed that." It was like, well, because <laughs> I, I had no threat. I am shocked. And you are back, Matt. Well, today's quiz. I'm actually going to put the two of you together, and we're going to do a little bit of a challenge. 
Um, we might even. I think we should put. Even, we should even put a little a little bet on this, okay. seeing as we're hoping to. Uh, we're hoping to be in the same place in real life in a few weeks. Maybe we'll put a little drink on this. So, as I have the two of you here, one of you is a Man United fan, and one of you is a Blackburn Rovers fan. I have in front of me a list of thirteen players who have played for both clubs. Ooh. And I want you to tell me together how long, or within within a certain time frame, give me a number of minutes you think it'll take you both to get that 13. So, for example, if you say five minutes, if you get it within five minutes, I'll buy you both a drink of your choice the next time we're in the same room. Uh, However, if you don't, man's getting two drinks. And you can walk me home again, Dupe. You're a liability after <laughs> one. So. I reckon we could probably do that how many 13 you say 13 who have played in the premier league era and i'd say in the premier i'd league. say six minutes matt we could do that i'm, I'm happy with that prediction. i think uh, yeah i think we could okay i know i know two straight yeah, up yeah i know so. there may not be any clues here and i'll be i'll be asking for your hands to be where i can see them so there'll be no typing of any kind so are you happy with six minutes yeah yep, six i'm very generous here give me six minutes right so your time starts now. David May. May is correct. Henning Berg. Berg is correct. Bill Jones. Jones is correct. That's three. All centre halves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Andy Cole. Keith ago. Gillespie. Keith Gillespie, nineties football. And Andy Cole? Four. Andy Cole, five. I thought he said Andy Carroll for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so Cole is correct and York is correct. That is one, two, three, four, five, six. I want to say Wes Brown. Wes yes, Brown is correct. Not in the Premier no, League, not in the Premier League. He did play for Blackburn yeah. afterwards. But it's a Premier League era, era, so it's just... Yeah, it works. Uh, uh, oh, okay. We're we classing him as well then. Yeah, we'll yeah. take him. I actually thought he did play in the Premier League, but anyway. Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes is correct. One minute down and you've already got eight lads. Um, oh, maybe he scored against us. Um, Joshua King. Yeah, Josh King, not him. Um, Mohamed Diab Diouf. Diouf. Diouf Biami. Yes, Biami. Diouf is correct. We've got it. Mame Biram Diouf is correct. What, is is Josh King one of them? Josh King has been at both clubs but never played for Man United. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Joe Rothwell. I don't have Joe Rothwell on my list. I don't know if he ever made a first team appearance for United. Danny Simpson. Danny Simpson Great is correct. Shout. Great shot. Do you know what? He's at that game on Saturday, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course he is. You're currently on 10, boys. Jesus. Oh. So the three, yes, the three here have. Are we, I mean, we're not going to ask you for the answers, obviously, but are they are they incredibly... I won't say, I would say, okay, I would say, I expect you to get two of them because Matt is here. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but Dupe, you will have heard of both of these players, one in particular. Um, the other one, it's a bit tricky, but I'll see how generous I'm feeling with 20 seconds to go. So, because I'm here, that means 90s football. <laughs> so, because <laughs> Matt is here, there's, there here. is at least one of them that has 90s football involved. Um, 
Jesus. Um, so, in terms of 90s football, one of them in particular would have featured in the old Championship Manager games, Matt. Um, and he moved from Man United to Blackburn at some point. Oh, I know. Uh, John why Curtis. Am I, why am I giving you clues? This is going to cost <laughs> John, John Curtis, Curtis is right. John Curtis, legend of his own household. Um, gets your point. Or gets I think that's one. a bit before my time, that one. So you've got so two more. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to give you a clue until you ask for one nicely. Okay, so I don't know if this chap's played. What's his first name? Right, mate, I'm trying to get this the, the younger lad. Played for Derby. I think he went to you on loan. He started off with us, but I don't know. If, oh, no, he did. I think he played when gigs he managed. Um, this would be a good point Tom for me. Tom Lawrence. Oh, yes, that's Tom what Lawrence. I was thinking. Tom Lawrence is correct. That's the one that I was thinking. It's a good shout, Matt. Very I, good shout. I couldn't shout. think of Tom. You're currently on one minute and 57 seconds. What, left? Yes. How many have we got left? You've got one left. One left. Eyes on me, dupe. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't think I can get this next one, man. There's beer at stake here. I mean, you know. Should Matt know it? Yes. All I will say is this player is still currently a Premier League player, but for neither Blackburn or Man United, because obviously Blackburn are oh. in the Premier League, as Matt knows. One minute and 15 seconds. Oh. Still a, oh, bloody hell. This player. Oh. Oh. oh no. It's, we want to hear We want to hear the option. No, he's going to be Adam, Adam Armstrong, but he's never played no, for United. It's just the, United. This uh, player is English. Michael Keane, come on! Oh, come on! Michael yes, Keane is the correct word. answer with 49 seconds to go. Michael Keane is your number just, 30. He's played for Burnley, so I it's just like, woke the kids like, up. Don't let them witness the greatness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're back in 2021. Well done, lads. That's your 13. Great, uh, great effort in yeah, fairness. Great so, yeah, shout on the top lines. I couldn't think of what his name was. And great shout on the six minutes because you got it with 30, four, sorry, 49 seconds to okay. spare. We well done. Got, I, I was going to say five, so we did, we did all right there. Yeah, I think we did. That's a good quiz. Go team. Easy for you. So they basically, Blackburn just bought all of their defenders and then like all of their strikers, like Cole no, York. We actually Hughes. bought, no, no, because we bought um, Phil Jones off David of David May came from there and Henning May Berg, came from yeah. there. Henningberg yeah. came from there. there. There was David May actually had two stints at Blackburn mm. as well. He won the Premier League with Blackburn the first time, didn't he? David May. Um I believe so. He actually, I think he won promotion, went to United, then came back. Okay. It was, and then went back to United again. Yeah. It was oh, a bit okay. weird. Money laundering. Man of mystery. Uh, it was the 90s. You never know. Henningberg was the same. He, he went, uh, won the Premier League with United, uh, with Blackburn, left for United, won the Champions League, like treble era, yeah. and then came back to Blackburn um, and won the Worthington Cup. <laughs> Up the Worthington Cup. <laughs> oh. 
GG's. So. Be of the G's, G's. Right. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Mr. Madden. See, we do it's we do know work. our knowledge a little bit, Matt. As long as it's the right period, like I, I kind of some of my uh, player picks get a bit shaky in more more recently. But but old football knowledge is like Keith Gillespie. Who who would have known he played for United and Blackburn and and Newcastle? He's also at this game. In the weekend, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, after this, after I'll, start, I'll read the list out to you, Matt. I pretty much read it already, but it's uh, start, starting to turn into Gamblers Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that brings Danny Webber's <laughs> there. Episode 200... That brings episode two hundred fifty-six to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest Football Manager content. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms, with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Thank you.